You are now tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can our lies. In all things, be relentless, be shameless, be truthful, be you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. I am your host, Sarah J, and I am extremely excited to have you here. Let's give a shout out for you being shameless and relentless and truthful in 2021. As I promised, I had some features, and this is my first, and not the only, the one of many features, okay? So I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and give you all her accolades and why she is on the Shameless Podcast, and we're going to get this party started. Amber? Yes? Can you please introduce yourself to our Shameless listeners? Absolutely. My name is Amber. I am Sarah J's bestie. <laughs> I live, um, we've been friends for since when? Elementary school? Ever, uh, well, you claim you didn't know me in elementary school, but now you claim I, I, <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't remember. You No, no, I knew you. You said fourth grade. I say fifth grade. So there's, you know. Okay, you're right, right, right. Okay. So, all right, y'all. So the battle has been won. It was third grade. <laughs> really? At this point, yes. Okay. We're well, making history. We're making history. I'll take history. it. I'll take it. Um, so I am a physician assistant, um, the physician assistant. I'm just kidding. I currently work in the ICU intensive care unit in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, graduate from Georgia State many years, many moons ago. Majored in biology, minor in chemistry, then went to PA school many moons ago. I got my master's there, and here I am. On this that's, lovely podcast today. That's what's up. Listen, shouts out for long-lasting friendships and relationships, okay? Let's do a shout out right there real quick. And absolutely, sis, you have been in school most of your life, as we all have. <laughs> look, the student loans speak for itself as well. And listen, I've listened. <laughs> The Lord said he canceled it all. So, yes, I forgave myself when I took it out. So they're listen, forgiven. So they're forgiven. And we're going to move on, right? Like they are done. Okay. Well, that is Amber, you guys. And she is the founder and creator of AMCPA, the blog. And she's a social injustice leader. And she left that out about herself, but that's oh, why I'm yeah. here to remind her. Yes. White Coat Dreams, the blog. And, why, and, and White Coat, there it is. White Coat Dreams, the blog. There we go. And she will be posting soon. So you guys stay in tune with that. But the whole reason for having her here is because she has some information for us and she's a part of the shameless community too. So Amber, yes. what makes you shameless? What makes me shameless? Hmm. Well, for me, what makes me shameless is that I know my imperfections. I know I'm not perfect. Um, and I embrace it. Like, you know, God made me in his image. Um, I embrace it. I'm working on it. I mean, you, you, and you're not perfect neither. We, none of us are and speak I mean, for yourself I mean, speak for yourself look 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 I mean I'm the closest thing to perfect but I'm not perfect yet because only Jesus is perfect <laughs> hello I mean it's, it's it's us than Jesus I'm just kidding but no I know I have things working on you know I can be a little past aggressive you know I can be a little rough on the edges like I may tell you it was like you may say something to me I'm like yeah mammy I'm just kidding but I embrace it like I'm like I mean yeah. <laughs> I embrace it. I know every single day is a task for me. You know, there's been a lot of times I've bitten my tongue when I wanted to say something. Absolutely. There's been a lot of times where I'm like, you know what? I could be passive aggressive, but I'm not. I'm going to tell you how it is and be a straight shooter. But I'm a work in progress. 
That's what's up. And honestly, that's what the Shameless brand, the whole Sincerely Shameless podcast, the whole thing is set up about, right? It's all about being absolutely in tune with yourself, being aware with your flaws, and then wanting to be, you know, willing enough to make the adjustments. So, sis, welcome to the community. Community welcomes you, okay? So, let's get into this topic. Yes. The topic of today, you guys, is to vaccinate or not vaccinate. We're also going to look at the history too. So now we got the topic, Amber. Yes. I just want to ask you, what has your experience been since last March? It's been rough. You know, I've been, you know, as you know, the pandemic hit what early, um, late February, early March. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Shut the whole world down like no other. Absolutely. Well, everybody's at home. I'm stuck at the hospital. And I've been there since March. I have not left that hospital. Absolutely. At all. So, you know, it's kind of funny that you say that since early February, um, it shut the world down. Absolutely. Right. It was like the the shot heard around the world times 10. It was such a great impact. But I remember, you know, right when March 15th hit and um, them saying, hey, don't go into restaurants. At the time I was where I was working, I was like, don't go into restaurants. Mm. And so for me, my experience was, dang. This is about to be cuffing season times 10. Like, right. <laughs> I'm about to be in this house in fuzzy socks and oversized shirts for a year. And that, for me, actually was a bit heartbreaking. I mean, that so, sounds great, honestly. Right. <laughs> Do you see, like, the dichotomy is, like, you're like, oh, I wish I could. Right. Okay. So, another question. Mm-hmm. Personally, Amber, you know, with you being on literally the front line, Right. What has your experience been and how have you dealt with it? Like you personally, Amber. Personally, um, I mean, in the beginning, like I was an autopilot. You know, I was like, you know what? I want to do the good thing. I want to help these patients. I mean, I'm fighting this pandemic. We don't know how to treat. Like, let's be real. Like in the beginning, we didn't know how to treat these patients. Not because like we weren't capable, but we didn't have the resources. Like this is like coronavirus. Like COVID-19 is something. It's not taught in textbooks, right? Right. So we just getting, we just hoping something works. Folks are still dying, right? So for me personally, it was hard because the hospital I work at, the one I predominantly work at, is a predominantly minority um, hospital. So they're mostly African Americans, Hispanics, um, and other races. So for me, it's just like we had a lot of Black patients dying. Some my age, some a little bit older, some my parents' age, and I every time it's just like, dang, that could have been my mom. That could have been my dad. That could have been my, my family. So for me, it was hard personally because it's like, this could be somebody I love. This could be me. And at first, I wasn't dealing it. Whereas many days, I was coming home crying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was emotional. It was emotional. It was It was emotional. It was hard. It was traumatic. Traumatic. Like, like I, had to, I've been, I had to go to therapy because it was like, I could not deal with the death at one Absolutely. point it's hard absolutely absolutely and it's funny that you say well not necessarily funny but you know it's a southern colloquialism I, know. But... I, I got to go <laughs> okay so <laughs> it's interesting you know when we think of trauma we think it's a childhood experience mm-hmm. or it was this huge thing um but sometimes it's the small stuff yeah. so i you know i can definitely agree with you i remember begging you to watch um literally begging you to watch Grey's Anatomy and you caught all the way up and let me tell you how bad I felt about when this recent season came on that I didn't even want to watch it because for a moment I 
I got a glimpse into what it looked like for you. And I was like, bruh, I, I can't. And that was what? 48 minutes of a show yeah. once a week. And I was like, after minute 12, I was like, all right, where's, where's Cat Williams comedy show? Right. <laughs> no, it's, I, it's know. real. And I applaud Shonda Ryan's all the, the actors and stuff. They did a great job depicting it, but like, truthfully, like, that's romanticizing what we're going through. Like, yeah, even, right. Like, it wasn't even half. It's not even half. Like, even yesterday I went to work. I literally can't. Like, it was probably one of the hardest days yesterday at work since this pandemic. I came home and literally cried and had a, a bottle of wine because I could not deal with it. I couldn't yeah. deal with it. Absolutely. Okay. So, personally, it was. It just feels traumatic, right? It and is. I feel like even for from healthcare professionals to those who had to visit with healthcare professionals and then those who were watching the numbers, the staggering numbers, it just felt, you know, all too traumatic. You know, it just felt like it felt uncertain and it felt traumatic. So I do have another question. So, because this is, this is where it gets exciting. Mm -hmm. You, you recently announced that you were vaccinated on a large platform, AKA Facebook, and your responses were overwhelming, but mostly positive. Um, how did you come to the conclusion to vaccinate personally for Amber, right? Yeah. And why did you do it? And then, you know, publicize it in this climate. All right. So funny story, not really funny, Southern colloquialism. (laughs) So when I posted that I got vaccinated, I had actually been vaccinated a week prior to that. So, um, and at the, so I already had been had the shot and everything, but I was like my, I was, and I was like having an internal struggle back and forth if I was even going to share it with anybody. Cause I'm like, you know what? I, and the the reason was, I don't want to hear anybody's mouth about it. Right. But, but the service, like, but then I was, it would be a disservice to other people who is who also are going back and forth about getting vaccinated um because you know history like so for me it's like you know what let me put this out here i got vaccinated i'm okay i haven't had any weird side effects yet but you know it is a step for the right direction for me it's just like i want to get back to my life i want to be able to travel again i want to be able to be with my parents again and i want to be able to see my family so that's the reason why i got vaccinated and also it's like to protect myself at work Gotcha. So you did yours for for core personal reasons, yeah. basically being able to say, like, listen, I have been in quote unquote isolation for practically a year now. Mm-hmm. And I am in fear for my life every day when I walk into work. So for me, the vaccinate vaccination is a little different. Um, and I know where you are about to go over historically, but save that tidbit for just one other one other moment, because we're definitely going to dive into the history of vaccines. Um, but one, I applaud you for sharing because yeah. you're absolutely right, right? We live in a culture called cancel. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> like cancel, cancel everybody. Like, I could sit there and sh- wear the wrong shoes one day and then and realize. You're canceled. And I'm canceled. I'm like, oh, dang, I didn't realize y'all are canceling Nike today. My bad. I'll oh. put on Reebok. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's even, let me tell you, I, it, cancel culture has gotten to the point to where if you don't put that comma before that sentence was a splice, you're canceled because you don't have great, great, you don't have proper grammar skills. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if when RGB passed and you posted something about promoting your business, you were canceled because you were insensitive to the life we just lost. Right. No, not knowing that this is a person who 
doesn't have a TV and missed it and posted it and then realized it moments later. So I, I applaud you for posting because the very thing that resonated when you said that was having people in your business, like that was something that you could have done personally and not shared it. But the beauty of that is that that's what the shameless brand is all about being honest, being shameless about what you decided to do, despite who doesn't like it, because there's people who supported it. So I applaud you for that, but there's no doubt that when you put that up, that there were, I will tell you this, and I know this to be true because I've seen it done. There are people who saw it, made a judgment about you, didn't like it, didn't comment, and kept scrolling. Oh, yeah. And it's going to keep that and, in the and, back and, of their and, mind. And some, people, and some people did comment. And guess what I did today? Comment. Delete it. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't need... <laughs> I mean, no, for real. Like, I, somebody, I don't even know, comment on my Facebook post saying, oh, you a better person than you this and third. I'm like, well, okay, cool. That's your opinion. Delete. I don't even know you. And I'm keeping my peace. And that in 2021, I choose to keep my peace. Absolutely. So so there was a little bit yeah, of backlash. I mean, I was, was going to ask. There has some backlash. Um, I mean, that comment per se I've had other I mean the, I've had a over more support than non-support right gotcha um but the non-support is has been louder than the support because people who support like they gonna support you and that's they're not you're not gonna speak on much else right you're gonna keep on moving mm-hmm. the non-support mm-hmm. they gonna keep on sitting there punching you in the face just like a boxer like I don't like you I'm gonna keep punching you and punching you and punching yeah. you and I'm like you know what hey that's your opinion I choose not to entertain it so you can keep your opinion to yourself Absolutely. So that was really, you know, and I really want to say that was really big of you because I know even when you told me privately in a conversation, and let me tell you guys how Amber throws information out there. We were sitting on the phone and I was like, hey, what you got going on? Oh, just getting back, you know. Oh, okay. What you do today? I just got vaccinated. What you got going on? I'm like, wait, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. I'm like, sis, hold on. What you saying? She's like, yeah, you know, I just got vaccinated. I'm like, for the flu? And she's like, no. I said, for life? She's like, no. I'm like, for what? She's like, for Corona. And even hearing you say that to me was a bit of a shock, right? Like it, it took me a moment to kind of process because the, you know, the very thing we're going to dive into next is the history of it is because of the history of it. Right. And so I even had a process for a moment and I know you probably thinking, or our listeners are probably thinking, sis, what you got a process for? That's her body, not yours. Right. But the very thought that sometimes when we get in relationship and friendship and in family that we think that we think the same, if there's a oneness, like, you know, me and Amber, like, clearly we're not, we not getting vaccinated, <laughs> but <laughs> Amber's reality looks a lot different than Sarah's reality. Sarah works from home. Sarah prints packing slips. Sarah <laughs> talks on a podcast. <laughs> Sarah types from a blog. Sarah goes to bed. Amber fights COVID 12 days out of a 24 hour span and gets up and do that again, rinse, repeat times 10. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, I had to catch my own judgment, right? Like I wasn't about to throw any, but it was, it was brewing, right? Like sis, like what? Like after everything we done, you know, I was ready, right? And so I had to catch my judgment and then say, why did you decide to do it personally? And I had to hear you say that. And that made more sense to me despite what I think I'm going to do or what I want to do and how I'll vaccinate. So it's just a a word to the wise, you know, most times before you place your judgment, understand why people do things because you might find out you could find yourself in that same situation. So I appreciate you for even sharing that. So I got another question. Yes. Okay. If you had to advise on vaccinating 
during this pandemic for Corona, mm-hmm. what would you advise? My biggest advice was to do is to do your research. You know, I'm the type of person where it's like, I'm not going to give you my opinion. I'm going to give you facts. And then gotcha. I'm going to tell you, okay, there are the facts. Here's what my side effects are. Here's my experience. Now, I su- suggest you don't go off what I said. Please don't go off what I said. Go do your research. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's it because it's like, there's so much, it's so easy right now to put false information right now. I can sit there and go to Wikipedia right now and change something and it'll be facts. Absolutely. But, right. And it's law. And it's, it's law. law. But it's like, okay, <laughs> but like go to our reputable site, go to the CDC website, go to all these places where it's facts given. Don't go to these places like Facebook, you know, Facebook scientists and stuff where they're only, Absolutely. only accolades. Like I'd be on Facebook all day. I'm saying this and third. Don't, don't do that because like you will get a lot of bias. You will get a lot of false information, but do your research. But she- but, you know, I agree with that, right? Do your research. And this is the beautiful thing about research, right? And this is one thing I learned while doing research in undergrad was take on all information, right? And then sit with it and see what works for you, you right. know? Um, ask yourself, do you think you can able body fight this off? Um, are you wearing your mask? Are you a little irresponsible? Because what does your workspace look like? Do you have older people living in your home? Are you an older person? Right. So when you start to do those, you, you then can formulate your own equation and put an equal sign on it and say, yay or nay, right. right? And I think if we were all able to individually think for ourselves and break the group think of things, America wouldn't be so angry right. about differences, you know? Right. So, and that's, and that's why I say like do your research. My thing is though, Mm -hmm. people are, a lot of people are fixated on the long-term effects and side effects. My whole thing is like, well, death is permanent. So (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) I mean, it's true. Like you can either get Corona, fight it off, which is, which is amazing or die or still fight it off and be debilitated. So I'm like, you know, I would rather deal with some Bell's palsy if that's the case. I'm done. (laughs) So basically listeners, (laughs) Shameless beings, you do your research. Okay? Do your research. I'm, I'm just joking, but on that part, but no, for real, do your research. Like, that's awesome. Do your said. research. Okay. So, this is the next question. And I think this is where or what we've all been waiting for is, you know, historically, Amber, do yes. you see the mistrust in hospitals, personal life, friends, family? And is there any healing on this insight? Um, absolutely. I see it all the time. Um, luckily I am blessed. The hospital, I, the, the main hospital worker is predominantly minorities, um, even gotcha. within the staff. So me being an, a black woman, um, in healthcare, I have the luxury to be that li- li- liaison for those patients. Like, and I see it within, and this is like, not even be saying I've upper hand because I'm black. I see it within my colleagues, right? I've mm-hmm. had patients open up to me and say, other things to me that they haven't said to my colleagues. Absolutely. Um, and I've seen it like, you know, I've had a patient, it wasn't my patient personally, um, but they were saying a patient was, she was a black female was saying, I don't trust, I don't trust healthcare. And Absolutely. my colleague was taking care of her. She was, you know, not black and she just Absolutely. didn't understand it. I'm like, and I was like, look, sis, like this is, this is not new. We have yeah. African-Americans have a reason to not trust healthcare. Look, look, at, look at Tuskegee. That was yes. 50 years ago. Henry, yeah. Henrietta Lacks. Look, we have been experimented on since we were enslaved. 
So this is this is the reason like we know a lot of the advances in medicine, especially when it comes to women's health, is because we were experimenting on when we were enslaved. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting that, and and that's why this whole, this is why it was so important to have you here, right? For you to come on and speak from the aspect of healthcare, an African American woman in healthcare in social injustice and fighting that with your own brand and entrepreneurship in during a pandemic and being vaccinated, but also being educated on the history, right? right? Because it's kind of like an anomaly, yeah. right? No, absolutely. So, so I, I totally agree. I, when I think of the mistrust while I'm not in the hospital, my mistrust is I don't go to the hospital, right? right? <laughs> like, I mean, it's real. Like, yeah, I mean, it's real. my grandmother now, she, or my grandmother, she's like eight, 80 something and she says all the time I don't trust doctors she's like I don't trust them but it's like for me I get it but for somebody who doesn't know the history they're like well why we're here to help you that hasn't always been the case absolutely absolutely so funny again funny story right not really not really funny (laughs) right (laughs) so I um when I had gotten back from Paris last year I remember like, and it was probably what, September, I remember at the beginning of October, mm-hmm. maybe the end of September, beginning of October, I remember being so sick. Like I'm talking, I was sick, sick, Amber. Like I was drinking Theraflu packets out the packet Ooh. with a shot of water, like type sick. Puff. And I'm talking, mm. I was on it. Like I had my day quill, night quill, my Theraflu packets um, as my mid quill. Like I was not playing. And I remember talking to my mom and she was like, Sarah, you sound awful. And I barely could order. I could barely even cook food, let alone order food. I remember walking to my kitchen and grabbing the tea kettle and putting water in it and just nose running, throat, just I couldn't really taste, like just awful. Mm. And my mom's like, you need to go to the hospital. I said, I am not going to no hospital. And I remember getting off the phone with her and, um, you know, two, two or three weeks, you know, a couple of weeks later, I ended up being fully recovered, getting back to where, you know, where I felt like I was myself. But just in that moment, while I knew I wasn't going to the hospital, I didn't necessarily consciously think there is a mistrust. Yeah. I just knew unconsciously there's a mistrust. Yeah. No, no. It's, I, I mean, you know, I, I get it. Cause even like me being a healthcare provider, I don't trust healthcare providers and it's real. And it's not because it's like, I've seen things. I think it's, we're conditioned for it. Like we, it's like some, like, you know how they said like African-Americans, we have a lot of traumas in our DNA, which is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Something called epigenetics. Like we are born into this. Um, yeah. And it's been carried on through generations. And a lot of it stems, it's not even a lot of it, not, might not even be health. Um, injustice a lot of it's just social injustice yeah um, I know last year 2020 you know biggest thing racism is a, is a public health it's a public health crisis which is true you know mm-hmm. there should be no reason why black women regardless of education is a high is high their mortality mortality rate in health or in birth is three times more than white people absolutely absolutely the, I, and and the results on that is staggering, right? Yeah. Like we know that birth control was not created for African Americans because, you know, they did the ran the test and did everything for white women, right? So yeah. sometimes it's even easier to be said that maybe even healthcare does not or is not for African Americans, right? Like I mean, I don't and it's funny cuz you said a quote earlier and I'll let you say it again. It's it's it kind of feels like we were tested on for it to 
and and we end up dying through the test mm-hmm. and end up bidding, benefiting other races. But then now it's available to us. We don't want it. Right. So it leads me to my next question. Can this mistrust in healthcare and minorities be healed? Is this something that we can even, is it well, like, do you think, do you see this being something that can be healed? I think it can be, but there's always a but. I think it's all, it's going to be a, a lot. It's going to be really hard to heal this mistrust because mind you, Sarah, this is at least 400 years plus of mistrust. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just like, it's like a um, heal, unheal, uh, friendship is fractured. Like we ain't been talking for two years, sis. We can't be best friends in, in a day, you know? Yeah. And I think we are putting in ways to fix it. Um, I think as millennials, as next generation is coming up, they, they see the problem. As in the mm. older generation, they look, it's a problem. We can't talk about it. But, but you know what, though? You know what, though? Low key, because I, you know, low key, I was not against the here's the problem. We're just going to move past it. And we know that that does not benefit us. I wasn't against that regime, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I know we're, we now live in the era where we speak up about it. We're like, right. absolutely not. Who won't it? Who outside? That's okay because I'm outside too, right? right? Like we got a little bit more. I think I don't want to say we have a little bit more fight. I think we just our our differences. No matter the consequence, it doesn't matter, right? right? Like what else more can you do to us versus other generate prior generations before us was there was like a split. It was like, hey, we're gonna learn how to do this the the right way, and we're we're gonna try to try to make it as peaceful as we possibly can, if that's the thing. And then you had who my father belongs to is the, you know, I just right. don't want to yeah, absolutely. community. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's truly like, you know, Hey, like you said, some smart, you know what? Right. I just don't want to be bothered. Cause you know, you just tired. And I agree. There is a different generation. And so I agree. I, I do hope mm-hmm. there can be a healing, right. Mm-hmm. Overall, like a healing, but I do believe there's going to be, individuals right. who will have to stand up as individuals to be open and honest and, and shameless about why they do the things that they do and don't right. allow bandwagoners, right? And support people in their decision. You know, right now my stance is I'm not Absolutely. being vaccinated, right? Your stance is I'm already vaccinated. And that's not going to cause right. any tension between us, right? And right. that's the goal. Like, it is okay to think differently. It is okay if for, you know, after all of this to be healed because what we do is we put those people yeah. in healthcare positions, right? We we become qualified. Like I'm going on a rant, but no, I get I passionate. Girl, look. It, it, takes, it takes a turn. Right. Like you start and, and turning I think another the wheel, you know? thing is to help healing, right? It's like, you know, the saying is you gotta put your own in higher places. We need like I think it's diversifying healthcare is the one to heal it. I'm a big advocate Absolutely. of like, look, I mean, I'm gonna sit there, look, you're African American, you're my Hispanic, not even Hispanic, whatever, whatever you want to get healthcare. Cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you get there because we need you, and I, we need you there, and we need, we need yes. people like you and those positions to, for for this reason, for the mistrust, to advocate for you know Hispanic populations, for the Vietnamese population, for the Asian populations, for the blacks, you know, black population. We need all of them in there because it's like we feel comfortable. And studies have shown, and this is straight facts. This ain't me speaking off an opinion. Studies have shown that people that have that black 
patients, I have black providers, their outcome is better. Even with black babies, I have black pediatricians, their rate of survival yeah. is higher than having a white doctor. And that is facts. That is purely facts. Yeah. That's amazing. So, <clears throat> you know, what's actually interesting as I'm listening to you share, it's funny because when we were allowed to get an education and go to college because Mm -mm. that wasn't something we were given. That wasn't something, you know, there had been approximations and emancipations and all kinds of setting free, slaves free. But when that door kind of opened and you think of affirmative action, there, there's a shift happening, right? So at first it was, we got that one black person in the place and it was kind of like, bruh, I barely got in. I got in and I can't mess this up to where I can't even extend a hand to bring you on to where now it's kind of like, yo, you got one sister in that position. You got one brother in that position. It's now all about that. Not even reach back. It's reach to the side. Like we're not reaching down because this person isn't beneath us. We're reaching to the side because they're our brother. They're our sister. We want to bring them in. They are qualified. It's not like we're begging you to bring on somebody who's not qualified. They're qualified. They're talented. They're educated. They're passionate. And they can do this job. And so bring, like you said, bringing on the diversity, diversifying what healthcare looks like. Once people see that there is diversity in healthcare, I do believe that breaks the mistrust because then it's like, Hey, that person right. looks just absolutely, like you know, and, and that's what it comes down to. So, I mean, and also, is well, there also you were back in mistrust, you know, I mistrust because you know, this is my thing. Also addressing what happened. Like, I think absolutely. educating of those like, yo, this is why African-Americans, we don't like, we don't mess with healthcare for these reasons. Why? Yeah for these reasons specifically absolutely and then you know amber even add into that and it goes back to what you said doing your research bringing bringing proper language you know a lot of um my guy friends is like f, f the healthcare system i'm like oh, okay that's cool <laughs> right but why, why? <laughs> you know i'm like but why and you know my thing for them is mm-hmm. homeboys and homegirls is put language to it you know Say, hey, the Boston Tea Party was offensive. Or, hey, um, the syphilis trials were offensive. You know, the brainwashing has been offensive. This this is the reason why. Don't just say, forget it, F it, F it. Like, no, no, no. Put language to why you don't trust it. Because when you know your history, when you've done your research, you know where you're going. And I think that's the the big thing with healing any mistrust mm-hmm. in any area, you know, like you said, friendship, relationship, um, healthcare, being able to call it out. Like, listen, I don't trust that. You know, I, I remember going to the doctor and I had a guy come in and he was checking my abdomen and I got some weird type of, I was like, can I request mm-hmm. a different doctor? And they were like, why? I said, because I want one and I should not have to explain. But if given the opportunity or forced to, then I was willing, you know, because of X, right. Y, and Z, you know, and it wasn't all, it wasn't all race related, but there was a bit of race that played into it. And there was also, this person is also a male and a different race. This is something for a black woman, right. female body. Do I right. feel, no, you, absolutely. Can, you know? <laughs> And, and, and it's okay, you know, and it's okay because like you said, death is permanent, mm-hmm. but it's your body, you know?
truth. The ugly truth is something that we have that's deep down and we may have just now realized it or something that we've been battling with for over time. Because this is a safe place and a safe space, we do not mind announcing those things, mainly because we want our listeners and ourselves to know that you're not alone. So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) What's your ugly ugly truth? truth? Old question. My ugly truth is that I don't trust people easily. It's really hard for me to trust people in general. And it's not like... And it's yeah. not like, oh, I can't, I'm, I, like, I feel, and it's not the trust you think of, like, oh, they're going to stab me back and talk about bad about me. No, it's, like, trust that, like, people are going to have my best interest in hand or they're not being, you know, those things, right? Mm-hmm. Or that I can trust them with my feelings yeah. and that it's a safe space to tell them my deepest, darkest secrets because we all have them. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's a good one. And you know, there is a lot of women and men who struggle mm-hmm. with trust, um, including myself. I'm a part of that community. But you know, my claim to fame is rejection. <laughs> <of> it, <so. laughs> Look, middle so, child syndrome. I, middle child syndrome. So, you know, I have What's yours? that I'd like to share with our listeners. Mine is, um, since this move, I have been having the hardest time really just adjusting it is it's been emotional and um that I mean it looked one way on Instagram because that's the picture I selected for you to see and I want you to like it go ahead and hit the like but in reality it is hard you know it is hard adjusting it is hard daily deciding to go after my dreams and it's hard to um continue to pursue them despite what the numbers look like so that is my ugly truth. Um, and hey, we're going to leave it there. So, hey, speak your truth <laughs> and live in it. So the woman of the week is where we highlight a woman that has been winning an entrepreneurship, business, workplace, fashion, love, trust, marriage, parental, singleness, physically, mentally, prayer, whatever that is. And this woman is owning that area. She is doing her thing. She is loving on other women and we want to love on her. And we always want to promote other women because it's important for us and life is hard. So because we have a feature on, I'm going to let our feature, Am, go ahead and announce who she selected the woman of the week to be. Woman of the week. She really should be woman of the year. Um, Stacey Abrams. Um, I mean, look at sis, our good sis. You know, the reason, like, the fact, and this is the, she embodies resilience and not giving up. Lost the governor, well, was cheated out of becoming governor, which is honestly a blessing in disguise, um, as crazy as it sounds, because think about if she was a governor. She wouldn't, I don't think she would be able to have the impact she has had now to get people registered to vote in Georgia. Pretty much change the Democratic Party in Georgia because Georgia is historically a Republican state. Like, you know, on election day, and they'll say they have the votes coming in, and they'll say projected, mm-hmm. and it'll be blue or right. Within seven, whenever the polls close, Georgia was automatically red. No, no chance to be Democrat yeah. at all. And this was this year was the first year since I want to say Jimmy Carter that Georgia has been a blue state, completely blue. I'm We're winning honestly, the Senate right now, so shout out to two thousand yeah. dollars stimulus checks. I will be seeing that. 
I mean, come Hello. on now. Stand up. Stand but it's, up. It's amazing. Stand this up. one. No, stand seriously. Like, stand, <laughs> I mean, $2,000. Now we talking now. Like. Now, now you're really communicating. I mean, I mean, (laughs) right. I I was like, okay, (laughs) but now it's just like the fact that she did not give up. She could have easily lost and now been the end of it. She went out campaign, campaign to get people voted, registered people voted, still fought for justice, even though she did not have a political stance. And, and she all, and I think what, and we'll have to wrap it up, but I think what's big is can't, the question is, can you do it without the title? And Stacey Abrams is the definition of doing Absolutely. it without the title. You know, she she was like, y'all don't have to have, I don't have to have no title. I don't have to be on your payroll. This is something I'm passionate about and I want to see it through. So I'm going to do what I need to. I'm going to take my dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm going to rally up people and then yeah. look at the result. So Amber, I think she was a phenomenal woman of the week. She just may need to be I honorary mean, phenomenal. Pretty woman much. Of the year. All, I mean, all seriously, it's a beautiful whatever, thing to watch. <laughs> beautiful thing. So, you guys, that is the wrap up of the Sincerely Shameless podcast. First and foremost, I want to give so much love to Amber for joining me on this podcast. And um, thank for you for kind. sharing. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your shamelessness, your boldness, sis. We love you. You guys, please do not forget you can find her on Instagram at Ams the PA. And um, if you guys have any feedback for us, please visit the shamelessbrand.com and write it up in the contact form. And um, that's it. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sincerely Shameless podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can lies. In all things relentless, shameless, truthful, we are becoming. If you would like to feature yourself for the woman of the week, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter your information in the contact form. If you would like to announce one of your ugly truths, and of course it's anonymous, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter that information in the contact form. Also, if you'd like to hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook, please be sure to visit She So with Two O's Shameless. See you next week.